insert your own theme tune here. Do it. And once <laughs> you've finished inserting your theme tune, uh, come back to the podcast and uh, we'll start talking. Yeah, have a go away and do that first. Come back when you're done. We've, We've been asking you for every episode for how long now? I mean, a while. And uh, here we are, still no theme tune. No theme tune. You're not doing, we're doing our bit, you're not doing yours. No. So, okay, how many cues do you need? All right, we, it's um, hello from me, Carrie Marks. And from me, Nick Doody. Um, I have a cold and I'm very croaky. Uh, going on how I normally sound, this is actually just a bit more croaky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's just a bit. <laughs> I do normally. I have a croakiness anyway. Uh, the other thing that's changed is um, uh, I've got double glazing now, so hopefully this recording won't be as uh, you won't hear the cars flying by as loudly as normal. Yeah. It'd be it'd be better if your room had double glazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me, I've got double glazing <laughs> in my ears. You're weird, so I can't hear you. Do you know how I managed to get double? How do you think I got double glazing? Um. I imagine you started with single glazing and then added a glaze. Very good. <laughs> the landlords don't give you double glazing just like that, you know. All right. No, what it takes is someone's window downstairs to fall out because the building's so old that oh. windows will start falling out and smash onto the street. And when uh, when it affects the public, then landlords do something about it, but not when it affects tenants. You know, it's like there's some this, this this place has got some damp in it, and I'm trying to train it to go outside the building and attack someone. Oh God, that reminds <laughs> me of being. A, I remember once being at a party in Edinburgh, um, uh, like at a house party when everyone was smoking inside, which dates this. And oh, who was there? Uh, oh, I think it was um, this, Rod this Gilbert a, was there. This is going to be a big name it, drop. Uh, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm just blanking on a name of a mate that I haven't seen for ages. Uh, okay. uh, last name D. Someone with a last name D? Yeah, he used to present the Fat Caves. Mickey D. Oh, Mickey D, yeah, right. Yeah. Still, he still does. I think, I think, was he there? Anyway. If you said it, he it, still presents the Fat Caves, I would have said it straight away. Well, maybe maybe he does, but not in Edinburgh, I don't know. Um, but either way, uh, I <laughs> allowed a window to shut by accidentally letting go of it. And the entire window fell out. Oh, really? <laughs> and nearly decapitated all in the street. Like, it, well, it was it was that really annoying thing where uh, I didn't do. No one did anything wrong, but I was the one. I was the one touching the thing. Yeah, that always feels when it. It, Good news, everyone. I've got your landlord to buy you a new window. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had to. I had to go out the next day with some a bit of cash. They they were very reasonable. Oh, really? Them. Well, they. they your fault. They had a deposit. Well, it you, sort of, you know, I, you, I you let go of the window them. and the whole thing just <laughs> You should have sued them and then got got paid. You, you could have been hurt. I think, yeah. Or someone in the street below could have been really badly hurt. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a real sort of like like the omen way of dying. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been it? absolutely terrible. Where the head rolls off and yeah, yeah, yeah. slides along the street. Um, luckily, it harmlessly went through a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that's good. So someone someone did that in the flat below, and your landlord went, "Oh shit!" And he's given you. Yeah, I've always been against the whole, you know, American culture that sort of. I remember as it started appearing more and more over here of suing everybody and yeah. so on. But there are times like that. I go, actually, yeah, that 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 is it, isn't it? The landlord's afraid of being sued by a member of the public, so they, I they guess. have to do yeah, something yeah. about it. I don't think they're afraid of hurting a member of the public. I don't think that's uh, no. fully even registers. The thing that thing in America made much more sense to me um, after. Uh, my ex, who was American, told me about sometimes she got beaten up in a in a 
car park of a college or something, and then she she sued the. <coughs> She sued long coughing on this one. the uh, teenager to beat, beat her up. She was a teenager too at the time. And that that to me was like, but that's, isn't that a criminal offence? Yeah, I was going to say, isn't, isn't that more of a, of a failed system that letting get sorted and, and out would, legally yeah, anyway? But, and, but she got like $100,000 or something, right. which all went on medical bills. Yeah. And that's why she had to sue them. Because actually if someone beats you up, they're costing you an enormous amount of money in a situation. In, right. a, in a country where you don't have universal coverage. Yes. Yeah, I guess what I don't, what I never liked about the whole suing culture is, is that it does encourage also people just looking for a chance to sue in it. And, yeah, yeah. You know, first, first of all, those, those kind of stories that the Daily Mail loves to run over, you know, like a policewoman went round to someone's house and slipped over on, and then they were disabled and slipped over on one of their ramps and then sued them for having a ramp that they, you know, <laughs> you know that kind of story. You, yeah, yeah. I think it was an actual one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, burglar hit his head on a low ceiling with insane low yeah, ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> <coughs> oh, does that sound healthy? I should, no. I should sue myself. <laughs> I should sue whoever gave me a cold. Yeah, I think you're coughing unsafely. I'm going to work with this tonight. That's the thing with comedians. We, we work no matter what, don't we? Pretty much, yeah. You know, how ill would you have to be to cancel a gig? Uh, I've seen you like do gigs. really Ill. hungover. Um, no, but even then. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I've seen you do gigs really hard. It's more than the, the thing that will make you cancel the gig. I think more is if if the illness stops you getting to it. Yeah. So there's a thing of like I can't drive. Yeah. Or something like that. But um, yeah, I'd, um, I've yeah, I've done some really ill gigs. Yeah. And and what I think people don't realise is it affects your act. Sometimes okay. To, to, so for. For, to a level, you've got this Dr. Adrenaline thing, which is an amazing drug, isn't it? I mean, you can very often right. feel ill before you go on a stage, or uh, even things like um, really needing a wee before you go on a stage. You know, and right. suddenly when you go out there and you're performing, it, the feeling just goes away. It just yeah. completely evaporates, right? And dry, not, it dries not, up not literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a powerful drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, when you're so ill, it's, it, even the adrenaline's not going to hit you. Then uh, yeah, it's it's really sometimes when you feel like uh, you're, you're not able to. What it is, I I felt this bit last night is I wasn't able to breathe in a normal place. I'm not even aware of doing that normally. Uh, okay, yeah. But you're running out of breath for at the end of a line, and uh, and then you have to deliver the line a little bit differently. And yeah, or if you're you just don't have the control of your voice. Yeah, oh, yeah. Normally, yeah. And so what normally would be dark or mischievous or silly suddenly just comes out in a way you you know in yes. some way that you didn't have any. I have a thing that comes up every Fine now and then. It's a viral thing where I go a bit deaf, and I can go quite deaf with it. I haven't, right. I haven't had it now for I think a couple of years, but it'll come up, and and for a, a few weeks, I, I go increasingly deaf, and um, and I it's a real problem with hecklers because someone's shouting something out, and oh, it yeah. might be close, and everyone else can hear them, and they're reacting to it, and I've got no idea what they're saying, and in a way. I think it's more debilitating than actually being deaf because if you're if you're very definitely deaf and you've got hearing aids on or, or something or or, or you're right. it's like if you're blind and you walk out with <laughs> a, a white stick and um, you know or a dog whatever yeah. which you can um, people know you are and because they know you are they make that conversation for it but if you say to an audience I've got a viral thing I'm a bit deaf at the moment they don't believe you no. <laughs> they just think you're using that as an excuse to go all right what's the joke and you go no no I'm just telling you why I can't yeah 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 yeah. And in fact, I, I never learn about this, of just giving an audience something at the beginning 
that they're going to just they're going to attach loads of significance to. Yeah. And I'm literally just chatting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah, telling yeah. them. Oh, sorry, I twisted my ankle. Oh, what, what the yeah, go on then. What's then, the funny yeah, bit? Let's pull back coming. Oh, well. nothing. Sorry, I'm, I, I am overly relaxed. Are you going to do some <laughs> hilarious fall over at the end of your set? Like, no, I'm not. I'm just yeah. really bad ankle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I, last night I um, I did my first preview of um, I don't say my Edinburgh show, but that, that's a bit grandiose of some of the material that will hopefully end up being part of my Edinburgh show. And it was in Wimbledon, and I had a keyboard with me because there's a song which isn't finished. But I realised at the end when it just sort of fizzled out because it's you know you're working off notes and you don't have a at the moment the show doesn't really have a shape yet. I suddenly realised that there's still this expectation that I'm probably going to end on a song, right? And right. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so I, what I ended up doing is improvising a song about a couple of members of the audience. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. One of whom tweeted about us, so he's probably listening to this. So, hello, oh. John. <laughs> Thanks hello, for coming. John. Hello, John. <laughs> Say hello in cough. <coughs> <coughs> My coughing, by the way, is just evidence of how we don't edit this show. Um, we, I, I hear just about everyone I talk to edits their uh, their podcast. There's, no, there's a few people that don't, actually. Yeah. A couple I've met. Um I don't know whether we'll stick to it forever, but I think up to now has been that we just talk and we, we, we don't edit. So if we one of us says something totally fucking stupid that you realise later on and you go, oh, I, I, I knew that was wrong. I don't know why I said that. I don't make a point or a fact. We still leave it in. <laughs> yeah, with one exception, which is an entire episode we didn't put out. Oh, there was one whole episode, yeah. Yeah. That's the point, yeah. Well, we, we had a, a guest. To, uh, yeah, look at whether we could edit that one. Yeah, and it, I think... I think I would have. I think I would have put it out, but I agree with you that there was like a twenty minutes, twenty long minutes where I think neither of us understood what was being said. Yeah, <laughs> just and when we were sort of being nice and agreeing to and going along with it, and it, it, we're not sure afterwards whether it was actually thinking, something that was a bit racist or not something we'd agree with, and it sounded like we were going, yeah, that's all true, and that's all fine. I, I, I don't think it was racist at all, but I, I think it was. Yeah, that we. No, I don't think it was. We left it open it, that it, we were it could agreeing be interpreted to a thing, that way, and we yeah. weren't. We weren't clearing that up, so. Yeah. So anyway, talk about the preview last night then. So, t- t- tell people what it's like to go on and do how much how much of the material have you actually tested at all? Uh, pretty much none of it. Right. So you went out last night with one hour of new material, and how much did you expect to get a decent reaction, or did you have any expectation at all? I had some stuff that when I started really trying to write it, it was making me giggle. I mean, not all of it worked. And then there was a, there was a long bit which I still think will be great that I think made everyone very uncomfortable. All right. Um, and another bit that I and, and we're, where we're at now. Yeah. Right. You've got between now and uh, and August. Yeah. So already you have to start making these decisions, don't you? Because when you get a piece like that, they're often the most difficult ones. You go. I, there's a certain arrogance to it, isn't it? Like, I, oh, I yeah, believe yeah, yeah. this is going to work. I'm going I to make you sit like this. I'm going to. Yeah, 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 you have to keep doing it in order to find out whether it actually is funny or whether you've just punished a few audiences. Yeah, and I know, I know how I want it to work in my head, right. but I improvised it, and really it's one of those bits that probably needs some quite careful writing. Yeah. Um, and then there was another bit, which I, I, liter- I literally read the premise and then went, no, I'm not going to do that. And then um, someone in the audience went, no, come on, do it, do right, it. Right. And I did it, and it went really quite well. I'm much, much better than I was expecting to. The premise the premise was, and I'm not going to fill you in. So before you do the premise, yeah. you might find that this piece is only is always going to work as long as someone says, go on, do it. 
<laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Trying to trick the audience into, into yeah. coaxing you. Yes, if you, as long as you haven't turned into a pantomime. I can't do this bit. No, it's oh, too edgy. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to handle it, but you'll cry. Oh, we can. Oh, we, we all know so many people who use that technique. <laughs> yeah. Just that. There is ver- loads of versions of it, isn't there? Oh, uh, so it's a trans Oh, well, well it's, um, the bit is on the question are trans women real women? Right. Okay. Um, which. As a, it's, it's such an uncomfortable setup yeah. for an audience because it's like they now, whichever side of that you are, assuming there are two answers, and my answer is not either of the answers. <laughs> yeah, and everyone, everyone's on edge because we know that this is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. How, ground anyway. This is where, just where, going where, to where you go with it, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so, so do you feel them squirm a little bit? A, a little bit, and you want to give them a, me- a moment for that as well. Because it's such, because my entire feeling about (laughs) that question is that the question is there to decide what tribe you're in, yeah, with regard to a particular (coughs) a particular question, and what what people and people are now stealing themselves for, am I going to still like him or hate him now? Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's sort of how people think about it, and in fact, what my answer was. And not just that. Relate to you. Are you going to be my type of person who thinks in the way that I do, or are you just uh, now going to be a bit alien to me and? Uh, and that, that could put me off other stuff you're going to say. Yeah. And in fact, my answer in the show seemed to really work. People right. seemed pretty happy with it, which is nice. You said because no, it's... and then you punched someone who looked a bit gay. It looks a bit gay. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, I don't even know what trans means. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kicked everyone in the armpits where I thought their genitals might there be. Was, there was a time it all came under gay. Well, not, not necessarily gay, because, because gay used to mean happy. But... Whoa, you... what? What are we saying now? <laughs> Gay bashing used to mean punching happy people. Oh, right. Yeah, of course it is. Happy slapping. Yeah. Right. I remember when the word gay changed and uh, developed new meaning. Was it May the 21st, <laughs> 1986? <laughs> About three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. Well, the Queen made that, uh, <laughs> made that announcement. Go <laughs> um, so, well, so how do you answer it? So you, you set out the, you set out your stall. Well, I don't want to do question. the material now on the podcast, but but essentially my answer my answer is that it's not a proper question. You can just fuck off with it. Right. That the question is not a question that's been asked in in good faith. It's a question that is there as a test to see whether you morally pass. Okay. Right. You know, and. There's a bit more to it, and again, the more written up it'll be, and the more kind of elegantly phrased, <laughs> then the better. But the audience actually seemed pretty happy with the. So, do they get a relief when you when you? Because it's not backing out, is it? It's pointing out the question itself is. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the question, the question itself is, is just a horrible question, right. which is also, which is <laughs> putting on your shoulders or on someone's shoulders the right. To be able to tell people who isn't isn't a real woman. Right. If you ask, you know, use the term "natal woman" or whatever, then you're being clear, right? But if you just yeah, say but, a but woman, also also you trivially clear, right? Like you say, is someone who wasn't born a woman born a woman? Yeah. Say, or, or no, not that's even that's not right, is it? So you're saying is someone who's not a natal woman a natal woman? Right. Like that, it's it's it, it, that should be trivial. Anyway, okay, but in the real, don't, don't we? Okay, I, I agree with your position on it in that it's an inane question. But at the same time, we have to find some way of answering that question, don't we? To decide oh, about which, sport which, and everything else, about what, what what constitutes woman now. Um, 
It, de it depends why you're asking the question and what you're going to do about the answer. So what constitutes woman is is just sort of a sociolinguistic issue, isn't it? Like, what, why? When it, what constitutes woman uh, means different things at different times for different people. On a dating site, I think it's relevant. It, it is relevant, but I it's only relevant in a particular sense. the is actually is a woman... Or, yeah. or, or no, okay, if they're trans woman, I think they should just say so. Or so, or there, there needs to be a term, right? Sure, but but this is, but again, that's for a particular, you know, for a particular purpose. Women, are you saying women don't have a purpose? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for, for instance, you could have, uh, you could decide to treat uh, any, uh, any, uh, let's say any. Uh, da -da, Anyone above fifteen is considered a man or a woman, whether they're for some reason. Yeah. But like legally, you're not considered to be an adult until you're uh, sixteen for certain reasons. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So there are there are different. It depends why you're asking the question and what are you going to do about it. And the, I just is that in this particular case with a, a phrase as loaded and and as and as as non-fundamentally meaningful yeah. as real woman. You know what I mean? Like you, you, All you're doing is saying, what do you think real woman means? Right. And that's not an argument you should, two people should have. And if, if you go, I don't think trans women are real women, and you go, well, I do. Well, you're just using that phrase to mean two different things then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it also says a lot about you in a kind of way you stand on this issue. But it's not... Nobody's answering a question. It's not a scientific question, is it? I don't massively care how people want to define themselves. To be honest, you know, if it makes it's the same as when someone changes their name. I don't, you know, when you, you get all this kind of weird going on with trans and kind of dead naming and so on. And if you if you just change mm. your name to uh, to Jack and you say I want to be called Jack now, I'm going to call you Jack, right? It'd be sure. weird for me to insist on calling you a name that you don't want anymore. Same as if it's like if a woman. Uh, uh, gets divorced and then you still insist on calling her by her married name because you just don't accept her divorce, right? You, go, that, you, you, you say that, but that is something that uh, something I have come across. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like um, <coughs> uh, Catholic family members above a certain age who do not, you know, make their excuses oh, rather really? than go to your wedding if it's your second wedding because they don't consider divorce to be real and so you are now fundamentally married in the eyes of God to your first wife or whatever. And right. right. Yeah. I... Okay, that's where I draw the line is when people start deciding what other people should be. Okay. Right. So, you know, I think... You, but, but then we've had this argument before about the whole term cis, which, once again, I, I don't like being called cis. I don't like being, having other people identify me as a thing. And I see right. why people get to identify themselves as a, as a thing and then decide that I have to be identified as a thing. Um, and I know you don't agree with me on that, but you no. think it's okay to, to have these definitions. So, Well, I, I again, it, why it depends. Why, why are you doing it and what are you doing with the information? It's sort of... Well, okay, why would I ever need to be identified as cis then? Uh, what's, uh, par contre, whatever the English is for par contre, with trans. It's, it's um, you know, it says as, opposed, as opposed to trans. Yeah, why would I need to be, uh, uh, you know, well, so, 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 as, as so, opposed so, to a thing? Yeah, so, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> yeah, but you're not the other thing. So if, if if those are the only two, if those are the only two possibilities, say so like straight or gay, something like that, you know, I, I think it's oh, weird. No, I get what it is. I just don't see why I should have to be identified as not a thing. That's a really bizarre way to define me. I I am I am a thing. 
And even then, <laughs> even then, I don't like. I don't. I don't see I, why I should be I objected don't by that. I understand what you're thing. saying at all. Hang on. You are a thing. No, I'm not. A <laughs> I'm thing. not saying you're I'm not a thing. I'm definitely not a thing. <laughs> that was a rather roundabout. Oh um, God. I I don't see why because something new comes along, I have to be defined as not that thing. Right. Uh, sure, but um. That's sort and I think of... I should get to this. I don't think people who are deciding what they're going to be identified as then get the right to tell me what I'm going to be identified as. I think it's too much of people telling other people what they're identified as. Maybe. But Identify I, I... yourself. I think it's necessary when it comes down to deciding uh, details of sports and changing rooms and stuff like that. But otherwise, I don't give a shit what people think they are. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. But I, th- I think in, I think in general those things uh, those things uh, start out as you know so sometimes there are medical questions. And, and scientific questions that actually do have a right wrong answer and then there are philosophical questions that you can kind of argue about depending on where you think the lines are drawn and then there are policy questions where no matter what the answers are to the first couple of categories you now have to make a decision right don't get me wrong i think these categories are necessary for you know like, like in science as well we can't really study um, men and women and, and, and what makes men and women and so on unless we define what a man and a woman is in the mm. first place so we need some kind of definition for it sure but but that that's it that is one uh realm you know you know that you know noma you know that idea of non-overlapping magisteria no where um stephen jay gould it being very right. being very polite to the religious really by going well that's your thing that's our thing they don't overlap so let's not and in a way, he's sort of using the phrase to allow religious people and uh, and people who are being scientific to just carry on next to each other. And let's just say, well, these things don't overlap. But <laughs> they do, mind. though. Yes, of course they fucking do. That's and the, the, the overlap is that bit. It's, it's, it's where you start deciding what other people should be rather than what you should be. Same as when we were talking about um, abortion laws like last time. And I was saying that I think... Um, uh, pro-choice is the compromise because everyone gets to do what they they want, right? You can still be uh, pro-life in your family, in your group, whatever, or to yourself uh, in a pro-choice um, situation. But um, as soon as you start telling other people they have to follow your way, to me, that's the right. problem. But, I mean, the, the counter-example to that point is that if you consider the fetus to be a human being, you're now just ruling them out of the whole thing. I mean, why would you be pro-life in the first place? If, it, if you thought it was just a question of choice, well, like superstition? Or I'm just not saying it's a question of choice. I'm saying you can live with the belief that that is a human being from the word dot, you know? But you can't, yeah, you can't but... say that other people have to agree with you when it is unprovable, when it's, you know, there's no, there's no fact to it. Yeah, but you also can't really expect people to go away happy with that compromise you in have the to. belief that you are going, well, I'm going to go off and kill babies, but... Uh, you, yeah, I'm going to kill to. some babies. You, you go and look after some. You go and raise some dots. And, you know, and the, the same is true when you're talking about somebody going into a changing room which hitherto has been reserved for a particular section of society. Not, I didn't want to get on to any of this. I was talking about... Um, I don't know how we got on to this. Was, was it my fault? Yes. I was coughing. No, you, no, um, you asked me about bits of uh, the, bits of the Edinburgh material. preview. And it was it was that thing of like, what, what in fact happened was me going... Um, are trans women real women? Well, I'm not doing that because I was just floundering around for yeah. the next piece of material and the audience went, no, no, do it. So I went, oh, all right, and I did it and they they seemed really fine with it. Right. Really fine with me objecting it's to the question. It's game with the relief that they get in, in that it's well, that, not now going to be you getting aggressive on a subject. Maybe. 
I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think it's partly that most of the public, if you can get them in the right mood, will admit that most people don't really give much of a shit? Do you know? I think everyone's got opinions on stuff like this. Yeah. But the truth is, I think most people will take it each situation as it comes. You know. Well, do you know also think that if in, in sort of on social media, like as rabid as this stuff is, and it really is, people get huge amounts of abuse for being on either side of this 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 issue. Um. If you're really aware of that, and then the person on stage, you go, oh, shit, he's going to come down on one yeah. side. And then he, the person on stage comes down on the side of stop asking questions that are just there for you to get angry about. Yeah. That That's kind of fine, whichever side you're on. Do you think, also, by the way, do you think all this chat on social media actually sways people's opinions when, when situations happen in real life? Because, like... I think most in real life people are quite reasonable, you know. Yes. Mostly people, like I think the majority of women, if they're in a changing room and they see um, a trans woman come come out of a cubicle, she's changing the cubicle, she's not staring at them or anything else, they, yeah. they wouldn't be bothered. And I think the majority of women, if if they thought someone was using this as an excuse, it was a, clearly a man who was standing in the middle of the room staring at other women, uh, you know, and using using that as an excuse, and they'd react in that way. Uh, so that I think most people take it in an individual way. But I wonder whether reading all this stuff on social media will make people in that situation already have an opinion and might react in a way they wouldn't have done otherwise. You know. Yeah, it might prejudice people, and I, I think as well people are people sometimes are primed to feel a certain way. Yeah. So they see someone see someone it. who might sort of present as male or as ambiguous or whatever. I don't know. And some some people are genuinely upset about that because it's very very important to them that cis women and girls have their own space I don't know but what I object to and it's probably going to end up being more of the show is people asking questions that aren't in good faith because what they're really doing is trying to signal which moral tribe they belong to on a particular issue and they're not they're not contributing to any progress on the issue you know what I mean they're right. not they're not trying to see the people on the other side as reasonable and saying maybe there is some solution that we can all compromise on or feel comfortable with what they're interested in doing is saying the other side are morally defective so in a sense they're kind of using the issue as a, a metaphorical representation of their tribe you know like we think this way so I'm testing you to see whether you think in the same way yeah yeah uh, the, uh, which it's is going on the, 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 the trans issue is a particularly vituperative one but there's also a lot of stuff on left and right but like t- today there's a lo- load of stuff for Momentum which is the uh, yeah. you know the uh, very, very left wing pro Corbyn uh, organisation the Labour Party uh, tweeting all sorts of stuff about um, about the Blair government which was half fair and half unfair <coughs> <coughs> um, so the, the, the fair stuff was about in, in my view uh, the fair stuff was uh, about uh, uh, Blair Brown deregulating the financial industry and this this yep. ultimately uh, being somewhat to blame for the financial crash, which I think is fair. Yeah. Um, but le- less fair was then blaming them for austerity, which the Labour Party didn't do. That was brought in, you know, by the Cameron Osborne government. Right. And in fact used as a stick to beat Labour with. And there's a bunch of people on, on, you know. What was their point in raising it? They were, they were just. Oh no! Oh, to being brilliantly left wing by finding the true enemy, which is the rest of the left wing. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's sort of like an anti-centrist. 
and, 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 and anti anti Blair thing. Like, and and as as a few people pointed out, wow. So we've got to this Labour organisation blaming Labour for austerity. Yeah. Well done, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Both both sides though seem more divisional than ever. You know, on the left, uh, it's it's there's a very definite split going on, and on the right, there's a very definite split going on of of. Uh, you know, right extremists, pro um, pro Brexiters, and uh, and the rest, and um... it's it's remarkable because I mean I don't think it's that surprising to find uh, the Labour Party completely splitting itself apart with the leadership it has. But what's remarkable is watching the Tory Party just rip itself to pieces as well, where traditionally they've been they mean a little bit better at not totally ripping themselves apart. Yeah. Although Europe's always been a very riven issue for them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to decide what a woman is and what the politics of the moment really <laughs> yeah. isn't right now. Um, feels like we're in some kind of fucked up no man's land in in every possible direction, including whether we're in Europe. I mean, this is a big subject to get into another time, but yeah, Europe and everything else. And uh, and you know, Boris Johnson. I, I hope we're not going to have to do that program, you know, that episode about him being prime minister. But I think, I think, I think that's coming. Are. Yeah, I think I think the odds are really very positive that positive very very good odds that we're going to have Prime Minister Boris Johnson and that's just it's that odd how long shame. people have been joking and you know it's the same really with, with Trump is that yeah. uh, for a long time there was this there was this thought that he might run for a president and uh, and it was like a bit of a joke and then fuck this is happening oh well um, myself and uh, Garth Cruikshank were um, for a while we, we were just early stage we were working on a, a a show called Crossed the Musical, and if you know the comic books Crossed, yeah, you do know them. Right? I know them, yeah. Right, so, so they're very, very fucked up zombie apocalypse, but they're not zombies. They and they've got big crosses on the face, and yeah. the worst shit you can imagine. They're all sort of like cannibal rapists. It's just horrific. Right? We thought we'll do a musical <laughs> of that, yeah. right? And one of the one of the line that lines that really made us laugh. This is obviously a few years back. Was and President Trump has said, <laughs> and, yeah. and Gus pissing himself <laughs> laughing, because just the idea, <coughs> and this is probably in about 2014, 2015, yeah. and then just fucking, yeah, it happened. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard to imagine someone who's beyond the pale now. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It feels like this is the age we're in. We just got to, these people actually get up to be world leaders. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. They're clearly joke humans. <laughs> They're not. You know, I'd, I'd have hard, harder question than that. Um, whether someone's a woman, not to ask whether either those people are proper humans. I don't. I don't really understand how they can uh, be so. I don't know. Such messes and and get to that point. Yeah. Someone pointed out. I think it was Alexandreu on one of the on the Romaniacs podcast pointed out that there are people trying to become the Tory leader now who definitely aren't good enough but yeah. this is a time this is their time yeah. this is the time when people who do not have what it takes to become Prime Minister of the country yeah, yeah, yeah. have some chance of it Right. because for a start we've got we've got this group of 200,000 people who are going to pick the leader of the Tory party and they are not a cross section of the of the community at large, right? They're very, very Brexity. They're really pretty right wing. I mean, now nowadays the Brexit thing is the most important, right? So the 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 true believer status of 
of the candidates is really really important and i think it was a bit like the french election when they you know they come down to two right and it, it seems impossible to imagine it won't be boris johnson versus someone else i oh, know it's, it's pretty clear it's going to be yeah yeah and um, it could be versus rab dominant dominant rab i don't think you could find a milkshake large enough ha <laughs> for uh, boris if he gets in or rob to be honest but Rob says Rob reminds me of one of these people who you come to a pub and they have the most astonishing ideas about what would sort everything out. Yeah, and it's always it's always like martial law. Yeah, it's always like the, the sort of person yeah. shoot goes, it. What would they do? What would they bring the death penalty for? What? 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That kind of thing that we generally shoot him like you can't you can't say you can't just go around shooting him. Why can't I shoot everyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mao had the right idea. <coughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. How do you feel about people being milkshaked? That's been going on uh, recently. Well, I, 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 I sort of have to have an it's opinion the eggs, on it. Wasn't it? Then we used to egg people. I had a bit about this last night. Yeah, I I, I think if if covering someone in egg is egging them. Right. Then, if I describe milking someone, I just mean <laughs> I covered them in milk. Yeah, better than shaking them. Just shaking yeah. them up. Um, so it was Nigel Farage and um, Tommy Robinson uh, who got milkshaked. Tommy Robinson did not get milkshaked by a chocolate milkshake, unfortunately. No, a well, white milkshake, white as, milkshake uh, yeah. as he requested. <laughs> um. What do you think? Uh... This Could you ever imagine yourself milkshaking anyone? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, but not 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 a public figure. While I was just you know, just for fun. No. Um, there is a table. You've got nowhere to put your milkshake what, down. Yeah. Just, just I really Sorry hate my bloke. milkshake, and there's nowhere to put it other than a person. <laughs> that bloke's got an annoying face. I I, th- I feel this way, like in, in seriousness, because there's there's a side of it where you go, oh, it's a bit funny. Because it's not really doing anyone a large amount of harm, but, but I just think you've, when you're throwing stuff at your opponent, you are you've lost the argument, haven't you? Yeah, do you know I'm I'm on that school as well. And I also think that I don't think you got a right because even if you totally agree with disagree with them, even if you think that their their whole political view is is trash or, or even hateful and so on, if a yeah. large number of the public agree with them, who are you to decide what other people? You're, yeah, you're actually throwing milkshake at. A large part of the country, you know, and, 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 and changing no one's mind. What you're doing, I mean, as I mentioned this uh, last night. <laughs> if I keep saying this, people are going to go, "Well, that was a very long this preview." Is, this is just an advert for your, your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, but I, I heard somebody, no one's ever had their mind changed. I should say, by the way, I'm not doing a show this year, which is why I'm not mentioning about my preview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. No one's had their mind changed by. But, you, know, by you don't know that. You haven't researched that. Never been hearing before, someone before talk, the and then they, they and then their opponents throw milk on them, and then you go, "Oh yeah, I now see through all their arguments." Um, Martin Luther King was against black rights until he had a milkshake. Was he? Him. Yeah. Um, Gandhi uh, <laughs> decided to starve after having a milkshake because he didn't put him off eating. Right. Okay. It was a bad milkshake. <laughs> um, no, no one's mind has ever been changed by having a milkshake bread or an egg. Doesn't really work, no. does it? Or a milkshake, then an egg, and th- then flour. At least you've got pancakes. I, yeah. 
I agree with you. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a harmless kind of silly, and it's a bit British as well. I don't think it's, it's totally harmless thing. because I think it's it, it is the very thin end of a wedge which ends with shooting people. I also, I, th- I was going to say, I think it's it a little it, bit it, of that. It's a little bit of it saying, "I could have shot you there if I could do this." Yeah, I could have stabbed you or shot you. So, and, that, and, and, that, and I think it's harmful to the public square because on the, the one thing we one thing we have going on in this country is the idea that people, even kind of objectionable people, can uh, you know go and speak freely and safely. You know, the, the general public is not a threat to them. Yeah, and this, you know, covering someone in milk is not the biggest threat. Well, but it vegan? is vegan. Yeah. But it's... Uh, or they're just lactose intolerant. Yeah. As well as other sorts of intolerant. Yeah. Um, but they... It's assault. Yeah. It is legally assault. Yes. Um, and potentially criminal damage. You know, you could probably damage someone's clothes, a suit, whatever they were. Um, but also, the thing that you hear a lot, and it's, it's again very, very trying. incredibly childish as well, really. It's very childish. But the thing that you hear a lot is that, um, you know, they're fascism. This is fascism, I'm fighting fascism. Right. And the thing that you hear a lot from... You don't get soldiers the people who are the trying fascist to throw element. milkshakes. You're not a soldier. Like, get the milkshakes ready! On command! Throw your milkshake! <laughs> like, um, that's not the way wars <laughs> are won. Uh, it's weird when people think that they're kind of like soldiers. So they're fighting something. You're not fighting anything. You're yeah. throwing a milkshake, you can't. I mean, it's 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 really boring, and you have to be really rational about it to argue about this, unfortunately. But I think one of the things is that these people, but but in the case of Tommy Robinson and the case of Nigel Farage, uh, paint their opponents as being um, elitists who don't want you, the public, to hear the truth. Yeah, and this does nothing to dissuade their their followers and potential followers of that narrative. You're basically going, no, shut up. You know, and and attacking, and you're not arguing against them. And the other thing, and also, where does it stop? Who who decides nowadays? Supremacists is being thrown around as a casual insult all over the place for anyone who doesn't agree with something. So, you know, who who, who gets to decide who throws the milkshake? You know, who's, who's that person? Yeah. Goes, I decided this person's a fascist. I mean, well, like, should he punch a Nazi? Do you know that one? No, I don't know that. Is that, is that some moral? That, that was a little while back, like a year or two ago. Um, Someone, uh, it was a, you know, video did the rounds of a meme of someone coming up and really, really hard punching someone in the head who who was, you know, uh, an extremist, right wing right. extremist, arguably an ugly, arguably a Nazi. Um, but so, I mean, apart from the fact that his potential you could have killed them down in the brain or sorts, and these people, I guess, because they're entrenched enough in their position and tribal enough, you go good. Good, you should kill Nazis. But, again, is that going to go well if you extend that? <coughs> number one. And number two, although you, maybe you were right in this case that the person is a Nazi, what you mean by Nazi is person I reckon is a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. So you're already derogating to yourself the right to categorise people as the sort of people who can be assaulted. Yeah. And that is... That's a principle you cannot universalise. I've heard people sounding off around me. I'm thinking of just like odd times in my life when there's been someone sounding off in a really racist way around me, which I would, if I was more aggressive than I am, I might mm. 
not be against going over and just punching them in the head, to be honest. But at the same time, a pre-planned, you know, as a, I'm going to go out and punch people I don't agree with is a completely different thing. Yeah. But also, just, just in a consequentialist way, what do you think would be the overall effects of you punching that person? Oh, in the no, head? well, where I can remember, I can remember in a pub hearing years back, right, but I can remember a guy who was just, just being just hatefully racist to, like, right. Muslims and black people and everything else. And it was, uh, and it was a point where, n- no, it was more that, I had no feeling whatsoever that I could ever change his mind or would even want to speak to someone like that. Or anybody or, else's mind. Though, or anyone else. But no, but it wasn't about changing a mind. It was more like, I'd just like him to know that sounding off like that in in, in a pub isn't okay. And that, the, that someone's going to punch you in the head and you should get punched in the head for doing that because we have to say, you know, I don't think the police are going to do much, but if I go over and just give him a good thump, you know, I'm not that person who would do that. Yeah, yeah. But there are odd times where... I could imagine being that person who would do that, but that's different to going out looking for Nazis to punch. Yeah, and then I'm not, I'm not saying that it, you know, it's a great use of police time for you to call the police in the situation. But at the point before you punch them, they're breaking the law and you're not. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like you've you've, you've now muddied the water because you actually could call the police about someone, like you know, hate speech. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I don't know. I, th- I think I don't. I, don't, I, I, I'm, I think I'm not for most violence, of us would, most of us would feel a bit weird about calling the police for something someone was saying. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there are alternatives, aren't there? Can't, couldn't you step in and go, mate? It's not all, what you're saying is not all right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, you know, asked to have them thrown out of the pub, complain to the landlord. Well, you know, I don't know. I think but, sometimes a punch in the head can go a long way, though. It can do quicker. something that the law isn't going to do. It's like it, it means that you know, you're not worried about the law stepping in. You're worried about that someone around you might just punch you in the head for saying that. It's going to make you think twice. I'm not pro-violence. I just think there are odd times. No, no, there, no, no. Uh, I do. I do think it does. It, it to a certain level, violence does work a little bit. It can, you know, it, make people realise that they're, they're they're saying something that's not popular and not okay to shout about. Yeah, but I mean, we both agree in this case that the like you're talking about is saying things that are not okay. Yeah. But there are other people who feel the same way about things we might be saying. Yeah, I know. So, so as a, as a I know. You know, I'm not for it as a policy. I'm not for it as a. I think it's right that we have laws against going around punching people in the head. Yeah. But I still think there are odd times where you should punch someone, or if you could, it'd be okay to punch someone in the head. That's the point. Um, someone told me the other week. Um, you know, Alice Fraser. Yeah. She's got a background in law, and she yeah. described it. And she called it the golden thread. And the golden thread running through lawyers is that you you don't you don't ever give anyone the right a right that you wouldn't extend to your worst enemy. Right. Yeah. And I, I, that's a, a version of the principle of universality. Yes, right? and I get and that. Go, like you, can't, it can't be okay to assault people whose speech you disagree with. Yeah. No, it can't be. But despite the fact it can't be, I think once in a while it can be. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not for attacking politicians though. I don't think that's that makes any sense to me whatsoever because it doesn't it doesn't destroy their base. In fact, it just um, is no, it makes it worse. Way. Yeah, <coughs> <coughs> and I, I know we can't. Um, I know we can't do this experiment, but I wonder if you know all those people who are really gung ho about yes, I stopped him from speaking. I wonder if you could do some sort of sliding doors experiment where if no one had ever done this, would there be more followers or less followers? I, I, I find it you hard. Know. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that you're having much of a positive effect on the world by chucking milk over <laughs> even real fascists. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't think you're taking them seriously. If you really believe that they're they're that fascist, and mm. 
Milkshake's just pathetic, isn't it? That's what you can achieve. Well, uh, how, how about battery acid then? Um, oh, okay, so you're referring to Joe Brown's... I, uh, I am referring to um, What was the comment? Uh, this, is I, on, this is on a radio show, wasn't it? Yes, this was on a radio show on Radio 4 called, uh, called Her- Heresy. Okay. And I already know my opinion without even hearing it, because I know that she's, she's a comedian on a comedy show. Yeah. I wish people would get that. Yeah. It's sort of... Um, Let's have a look. Can we find the exact quote? Um, something like, yeah, so she told presenter Victoria Corrin Mitchell that people who attacked unpleasant figures with milkshakes, milkshakes were pathetic. Adding, why bother with a milkshake when you could get some battery acid? Right. She then went on and immediately said, I'm not going to do it. It's purely a fantasy, but I think milkshakes are pathetic. I honestly do. Sorry. Which, weirdly, you could read as a, as her saying, battery acid's better. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think for a fucking second you think that she would think that was okay, right? No. No, I, I didn't see... I didn't, I didn't follow this whole story, but I didn't see people tweeting about it and doing all the... Um, I People who get battery acid thrown in their faces suffer, blah, blah, blah. That's really not the point. That's not relevant. It's not... Uh, she's, she's not actually throwing battery acid in someone's yeah. face. And neither is she saying... Uh, in the real world, it's absolutely fine if you throw... You know, if someone says that seriously, they make a, a, a statement that's absolutely serious. I am fine with people getting battery acid in their faces. That's a statement. When you're making a joke like this, and apart from the fact we, we talk in so much metaphor anyway, I think it's weird when people dive on one of them. Or but a also, joke, you know, that's, that's real. You know, Joe Brand had that joke years ago, didn't she? Uh, the fastest way to a man's heart is through his breast pocket with a bread knife. Right. Right, which just a nice subversion of... Yeah. Oh, I really yeah. am talking literally, all that. But no one for a fucking moment thinks that she's advocating violence, do they? I mean, I, I just think... Yeah, I, I think you and I are probably going to come down very much on the side of free speech, joke's a joke. It's not, it's, it's not the shit. free speech argument here, though. It's just a case of it's a joke. It's clearly a joke. She, she's clearly not... If afterwards she, she's, she's kind of like lent into the microphone and went, no, seriously, do it. Right. Get some battery acid and throw it in someone's face. That, that would be bad, right? Which I think she should do now. Because <laughs> uh, it, it, it went out Radio 4... Listen to my voice. Yes. Radio 4 played it Relax. again and they cut that line out. <laughs> which is really kind of cowardly. Yes, I think so as well. Yeah. Especially a programme that's called Heresy in the first place. Yeah, I know. Yes, it, that, is, <coughs> that is set up to be light entertainment. And... <coughs> yeah. I don't think it's about free speech. I think it's about the public understanding what obviously joking is. And clearly, you, when everything everything is in place to say this is a joke. It's a comedian who's been telling, you know, <laughs> go by the artist's work, right? She's been doing jokes for a long time. It doesn't even matter whether you like her, by the way, or not. Whether even if you don't like Joe Brown, you don't like anything she's about. No, right? I mean, it's, she's it's still absolutely irrelevant. Medium. Irrelevant whether you like her. Yeah. And the reason the reason I think it is a bit about free speech is the idea that she should be made to shut up. The idea that this stuff should be policed. Like there's there's going to be a um, a chilling effect to some extent about you know trying to get the police to investigate her. Really? It's, well, isn't com- isn't comedy a place where you should sort of be able to say anything? I saw someone tweeting getting angry without going, oh, why is there one rule for comedians? What are they, some kind of an elite that they're allowed to say anything and we're not? It's like... In a way. Yes. 
Um, oh, elite's not the word I would use. No, I wouldn't say it's not elite at all. And it's not a case of um, one rule for us. It's a case of we are deliberately putting things into that frame where it should be acceptable. Yeah. That's what a comedian does. There's, there's ways of saying a thing that's totally wrong. There's ways of saying a thing that puts it on a dodgy ground or puts it into an area where we know we're making fun of life or the world or so on or, or, or we're making fun of a situation. And uh, we are the, the ones who, who our job is to put things into that place. We, we also arrive on the scene with the defence, this is a joke. Yeah. Whereas that's the defence that other people go to. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Somebody says something objectionable and went, oh, I clearly didn't mean it, it was exaggerated, it was meant in humour and jest. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We arrive with that defence. Yes. Especially when yeah. we're on a fucking comedy show. Yes. And also, loads of people get extra leeway. It's like the, the press are allowed into places that we wouldn't be allowed into because they go, it's right to know and so on and uh, yeah. public knowledge. But they go, oh, they're elite, obviously. It's like, no, that's their job. It's what they do. I'm not allowed to just walk into a classroom and start telling children what, the, what they should think. But a teacher is. You know, I can't go, oh... They're elite, so they're allowed to just walk in front of a load of children and tell them what to think, and I'm not. I want to say, even even <laughs> even a teacher, that's quite <laughs> within certain boundaries. They have to be a teacher at that school. Yeah, but the same with comedian. I can't just walk into any comedy club and walk straight on the stage yeah, exactly. and someone's set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've advocated loads of violence. Where's my radio force yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, by the way, that's what Farage did. He um, he objected and said, you know, this this is a call to violence, nothing more, nothing less. So, uh, that's not an exact quote, sorry, I haven't checked it. Right. But he, he objected and said, you know, that he was in favour of uh, the police being informed. And, but he has said things like, you know, time to pick up a gun and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, did he, sorry, he said that about Joe Brand? Yeah. Oh, I see, right, I think you meant about him being milkshaked. How do you react to his milkshaking? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't look great. I've seen a couple of bits of footage of him. It, no, I mean, did he want the police called or was he? Did he? Um, this is the, B- the BBC website says that uh, Nigel Farage, who had milkshake thrown over him during the European election campaign in May, has it. You know, which that that's why he did so badly. <laughs> uh, has accused Brand of inciting violence, although he did not say who against. Because that's the thing she didn't say. I'm sure he didn't say exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Writing on Twitter... That sounds really exciting, violence. Like Writing on Twitter, he added, I'm sick to death of overpaid left-wing so-called comedians on the BBC who think their view is morally superior. Can you imagine the reaction if I'd had said the same thing as Joe Brand? You're not a comedian. Yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. You should not say that. You are a politician. I don't think, I don't think anyone's ever been shot while, you know... The assailant was quoting Joe Brand. Yeah. Saying, Joe Brand forever! <laughs> Left wing political comedians! Whatever. Yeah. No, it's, it's other people still struggle with that distinction. That, you know, the, the, the role, <laughs> the role of, of what a comedian is. And, uh, and that's how you're supposed to say, challenge things and um, push boundaries when uh, people go, no, nah, no, nah, you've got to stay within the safe zone. And it's like, wow, you bore the fuck out of me. Every now and then, comedy clubs spring up where they try and do totally non-offensive comedy. And you know what? They never get well attended. They always die out after a while. Yeah. And, you know, you can say some pretty extreme things in the service of a perfectly good perfectly good viewpoint. You know, remember Frankie Boyle a while ago said something, uh, and the uh, the Daily Mail called him racist, and he 
took him to court. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and and won. Yeah. So the Daily Mail had to say he wasn't a racist and then give uh, money to a charity of his choice. You know, yeah. Something like that. Um, but that... I think you, I think I think this is... <coughs> I think this is to some extent a free speech issue and I don't just mean in this case. I just mean that humour and comedy are where people start trying to suppress free speech yes. a lot of the time. That's why I agree. I agree. I think it's like you know, the most... Um... I think it's, it's, it's the first post, and then once that goes down, then everything else yeah. starts falling, out, falling over. So I don't think for, for no other reason than that. To be noble about it, I think comedians are given that extra leeway on behalf of society, and for, or for society's sake. We, we're kind of, we, we stand at a point where uh, once, once the comedian's no longer able to say this thing, then that's affecting everyone. So in actually fact, yeah. everyone should stand for a comedian's right to, to offend people. Yeah. And what a horrible world we can live in where people aren't allowed to be offended. Yeah, and I think we're in an interesting time at the moment where there's an ideology on one. So you know, comedy has normally been pretty left wing, so yeah. part of our careers, um, and there. But there's now uh, there's now an ideology on the left which isn't hugely free speech. Yeah, and that that's quite interesting because as that takes more and more hold through society, it becomes hard to say certain things. But and that. You know, that's it's always been the case, hasn't it? Do you not think that um, that the audience polices what you're able to say because yeah. you need to be able to get away with it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, you still got to get it past them. Yeah. Um, so, but so you I, should I, be able I, to take risks on the way there. Like when you're doing your previews. Yes. <laughs> sometimes you you don't know that you, you you honestly don't know sometimes where that thin line is and whether you're going too far with a piece or and you, you'll only find out by doing it. Yeah, like exactly. Push, pushing the, that barrier as far as you can go. And in fact, you know, coming back to the thing, uh, are trans women real women? Which is, is, is not a question I attempt to address. It's the fact that anyone asks the question I right. address. But I, I had opted out of doing that. I was literally reading off my own notes. I went, are trans women real women? Well, I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I yeah. just had like two things, in a, <laughs> two things in a row which were blatantly not written and not ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just read that. Went, well, I'll do that. <coughs> And it was only the audience went, no, come on, yeah. we're up for that. this. Because I was just ready for, well, this isn't a thing I'm talking about, but it's, um, that's self-censorship. And what was, lovely, what was lovely about that moment is the audience were going, no, don't, come on, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be the judge. <laughs> yeah. Throw a milkshake over yourself before you do Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll teach me. <laughs> um, we should go wind this up because I'm about to have a big coughing fit. I can feel this happening. All right. I've managed to keep the coughing down as much as possible during this. You have. You've suppressed your cough very well done. I think I've been quite a lot with it. Well, what we should should do is wind up this episode and then we'll release your coughing fit as a bonus episode. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for a big cough up coming. It's going to get phlegmy around here. So I think we can be agreed that we didn't really have a subject. (laughs) We didn't have a subject. We just yabbered this time. We did a bit, yeah. We've got, I think, the milkshake and the Joe Brown stuff. That was interesting. Yes, we did do that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, and coughed a lot. And and we both coughed a lot, but I hid it. <laughs> it made it sound like it was me. I coughed internally. You were a coughing ventriloquist. Yeah. Very, very, yeah, they're not they're not popular. No. <laughs> He's amazing. He comes out. He makes it sound like other people are coughing. Yeah. <laughs> How did he go? I'm not sure. <laughs> not as well as the guy who makes it sound like everyone's applauding. No. <laughs> uh, thank you for. Uh, <coughs> you can't see, you can't see his hands move. 
yeah thanks for listening and then um, as always uh, we'd really appreciate any lovely reviews on iTunes they really help uh, and also if there's anything you well, would kisses. like to hear we like kisses I don't send us a kiss don't, no. like, oh shit we should have discussed this beforehand <laughs> I thought we were in agreement no a hug that's why I tried send to... us a hug <laughs> it's not like being hugged if you could see Carrie right now, you wouldn't be in the mood to kiss him. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you can hear yeah, him already, screaming, and, you know, cold, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the real Blarney Stone. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> anyway, uh, insert your own gradual outro music here, Thank and uh, until Thank next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.